0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to our weekly podcast. I'm Michael.
1: I'm Isaac.
2: And I'm Justin.
0: And together we're the founders and hosts of the official podcast of Canada's History. Today we're celebrating one of the one-year anniversary of our podcast by talking about one of the most important events in Canada's history, the Confederation. For the recording of this special episode, we decided to go back to where we started, Vancouver, British Columbia. We'd quickly like to thank the Nelson Schultz's Nine Textbook for most of our research information.
2: Hey Isaac, what's Confederation?
1: Canadian Confederation happened a while ago. To be specific, it happened on July 1st of 1867. There were many preparations that led up to the Confederation. In this context, Confederation meant the union of colonies to form the country of Canada. Of the reason Confederation happened was the finding of Canadian identity and nationalism. At this time, people were starting to see themselves as Canadians, and not just people under the British. This was most prominently shown when the Canadians rose up to defend their land in the Seven Years' War and the War of 1812. There were six major reasons Confederation happened. The first reason was the colonies were seen as a burden to the British. A solution to this was to make a self-governing union that was still under Great Britain. The second reason was the American Civil War. The people in the colonies were scared of potential American invasion. People thought union made the most sense, as it would provide a better defense. The third reason was an overdependence on the United States for trade and goods. At the time, the Treaty of Reciprocity was in effect. The treaty allowed for duty-free trade between the colonies and the U.S. Also, there was a fear of annexation by the Americans. Annexation is when a country legally incorporates another country into their own. The fourth reason was a lack of connection between the colonies. If a union was formed, railways could be built to connect different colonies together. The railways allowed for trade and transportation. In the Nelson Socials 9 textbook, there's a quote from George Brown. He says, But far in advance of all other advantages would be this, that union of all the provinces would break down all trade barriers between us and throw open at once to all a combined market of four millions of people. George Brown was one of the fathers of Confederation. The fifth reason was rep by pop. Rep by pop meant representation by population. The members of the Legislative Assembly were based on the number of votes, so a larger population meant more power. Politicians in Canada West liked this idea, but the politicians in Canada East did not because they had the lesser population of the two. This split the Assembly into two sides. One side were the English-speaking, and the other were the French-speaking. The sixth and final reason was political deadlock. The seats were split half and half, but to make a decision, you need a majority so no decisions could be made, hence why there was political deadlock at this time.
2: Wow! I didn't know so many things led up to Confederation.
1: We are now going to move on and talk about important Confederation conferences.
0: Now it's time to talk about the three main conferences that contributed the most towards the Confederation of Canada, the Charlottetown Conference, Quebec, and London Conferences. In the first conference, the one in Charlottetown, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and Prince Edward Island were contemplating a maritime union. The idea of a maritime union was for the three of Canada's maritime colonies to unify and become one large new province. Word had spread of the conference and soon representatives from all over Upper and Lower Canada were in attendance. The idea of a British North America union started to come into discussion. The conference lasted from September 1st to 9th. 1964 some of the main things accomplished include developing a bicameral government system creating a responsible government at the federal and provincial level level. they were able to do this all while preserving the relations of great britain another thing they agreed on was that the governor general would be appointed by the british crown the next major conferences were the quebec and london conferences the quebec city conferences was from october 10 to 27 1864. United Canada delegates met with the three maritime colonies, plus Newfoundland. After a long while of discussing, by mid-1866, Ontario, Quebec, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick had all passed Union resolutions. The London Conference began on December 4, 1866. This conference was much smaller than the ones in Charlottetown and Quebec. The main objective of this conference was finalizing the details of the Confederation. Now Justin will be discussing some of the important documents and acts made during these conferences.
2: Hey guys, this is Justin, and now I'll be talking about some of the documents and acts that were made, which are very important to Canada's Confederation. One example is the British North America Act. This was completed officially on February eleventh, eighteen 1867, where the bill passed through the House of Lords, House of Commons, and was given to the Royal assent on March 29, 1867. This officially made Canada a uh, United Nation on July first, eighteen 1867.
1: So that's why Canada Day is on July the 1st.
2: Yeah, man. Another important act was, the, was at Quebec City on October 27th, 1864, the Quebec Conference. This is where United Canada delegates met with representatives from the three maritime colonies and Newfoundland. In the near end of 1866, Ontario, Quebec, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia all passed Union Resolutions. This is also part of the London Conference, which started on December 4th, 1866 which produced the text of the British North America Act and the names of Canada, Ontario, Quebec, and the designation of the Dominion, Dominion of Britain.
1: When Confederation first occurred, not all provinces joined at the same time. The first provinces to join were Nova Scotia, the province of Canada, and New Brunswick. Prince Edward Island was originally part of the plan for Confederation, but after the Quebec Conference, they decided not to join. As for the other provinces, they did not join because most of them were not actually provinces yet. The next to join were Manitoba and the Northwest Territories, 1870. British Columbia joined in 1871. Br- Prince Edward Island ended up joining six years after Confederation in 1873. Yukon joined in 1898. Alberta and Saskatchewan both joined in 1905. Newfoundland in 1948. And finally, the last to join, Nunavut in 1999.
2: This podcast is sponsored by Honey. Hey Isaac, have you heard of Honey?
1: No, what's that?
2: Honey is an amazing browser extension that lets you find the best prices for the items you're looking for. With just a click of a button, Honey will find many discount codes. I was even to, I was even able to find this very cool looking useful hat for 50% off. I wish you guys could see see this hat, bro. It's like super good. But too bad this is a podcast.
1: Honey works on thirty thousand plus sites with seven seventeen million members. So please try out it, Honey. It's like free money.
0: Yeah. I just bought a brand new $80 basketball, but after Honey, it was only $35. Thank you, Honey, for sponsoring this episode of our podcast. Unfortunately, during the Confederation process, there were some voices that were silenced. Worst of all was what happened to the First Peoples. The First Peoples were once again losing even more land. They were being forced to sign treaties, giving up their traditional territories, and saying they'd live on reserves given to them from the government. Women were also a group of people whose voices were silenced. Women weren't allowed to vote or be a member of the government. This means they didn't have a say in any of the conferences or any decisions in general.
2: Many of these topics from the past can relate to today's world and future. One example was how the First Nations were treated. There were many conflicts with the First Nations people because of the migrant workers running the lands, but even though James Douglas signed a treaty like their land, once he wasn't governor, the new governor quickly ceased this treaty. This connects to the present and future years because of racism towards the nationalities such as the First Nations. During this podcast, we've talked about many things about Canada's confederation, mainly the causes of confederation, Canada's identity, important confederation conferences, documents and acts, provinces that joined and didn't join, the voices silenced during confederation, and how this topic connects to our past, present, and future.
1: To conclude this podcast, we'd like to thank all of you for listening to this episode of our podcast.
0: Regarding today's topic, make sure to follow us on more for more content like this every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Our next topic will be the role of Canada during the First World War. Thank you for listening and have an amazing evening.